0: Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not eight, not ten. This is definitely a brand new episode of the Mid-Range Game Podcast. I'm your host, Ole Defense, 1033, also known as Theo out there. Hope everybody's having an amazing week so far. Hope everybody's safe and healthy. Though not one, not two, not three shit. Y'all know what that shit was about. That was what Braun said at the Heat pep rally with Ham, Wade, and Bosch was all up there. The only thing that was missing was some fucking pom-poms. Uh, but that's what he said uh, when he was interviewed on the stage. Um, and this is the final part of the History of the Heat podcast. Uh, this episode in particular, uh, I'm going to cover... Uh, years uh, 2010 to 2020 and and stop it there. Uh, But let me jump into the summer of 2010. Obviously, y'all know about the decision. Um, Everybody has had a full decade to give their opinions on the decision. Uh, I'm just going to keep my opinions real brief on it. Like I said, it was a week moved in. And I still think it was a weak move. Uh, and it was a move that, was, that he was pressured in. Uh, Brown felt pressure from, I think he felt pressure from inside. You know, Wade had already had a title. You know, he's watching Kobe win these titles. And then at the same time, the media is starting to come for him about, wait a minute, you've been in this league seven years. You're supposed to be the chosen one. We seen you play in high school. They said you would be the greatest players ever. Where the ring is at, dog? That's basically how the media was. So I'm sure Braun felt that pressure eternally, um, you know, as well as that pressure from the media. And, you know, long story short, he takes his talents to South Beach, uh, to my Miami Heat. And I got to stop saying that my and we shit. I ain't out there. I don't own this damn team. And I'm damn sure not out there playing. As much as I wish I was, I ain't out there. So I got to stop that we shit once again. Uh, Bron took his talents to South Beach to join uh, Wade and Bosh in Miami. Uh, I, for one, uh, above the LeBron coming to South Beach thing. Because obviously that meant we we are... we are. We should be in the finals. That's what that meant to me. Like it's it's championship or bust. Um, and the way I looked at it, especially the first year, I, I looked at it like, look, you know, they would probably be going against the Lakers. Um, so whatever roster that the Heat would have been able to put together, it wouldn't have been like a roster that completely fit the team because it would have been hard to do that just in one entire offseason to not only get these franchise-altering players, uh, but then to put together the right cast of characters around them, that shit takes years. And so I knew that wasn't going to happen in one offseason, and I believed that they would play the Lakers, and I didn't think they were going to beat L.A. In a, in a matchup because of LA size. So I looked at it like... All right, this first year, they made the finals. Now the second year, and after that, I'm expecting championships. I want to see some championships. More importantly for me, I was happy that Wade was coming back because I was like, as I left out on the last podcast, I was scared shitless that Wade was going to go to Chicago with D-Rose, with Dang and Noah. Uh, So I was glad to have Wade back, and at this point, you know, way was way had proven to be a top five player. Um, you know, uh, Bosh, you know, was in Toronto uh, balling. You know, this man was putting up twenty four and ten a night. Um, just didn't have that much around him. You know, not, not another difference making type of player in order to elevate Toronto uh, past the first round. Uh, so, you know, Bosh was just as motivated. Um, you know as as LeBron you know he wanted to win man bosch was he was dying to win you know he chris bosch he's not about he wasn't about stats he never was man at his core he he was about winning he was willing to do whatever it took to win and you know um, and i didn't know that uh, before he signed with the heat but I found that out real quick because out of everybody. Uh, on the Heat between Wade and LeBron, Bosch sacrificed the most. You know, like I said, this man was a 24 and 10 dude. Uh, he was used to being the number one, used to, you know, the offense coming through him. And now to go from that to, you know, basically being like kind of a spot up shooter, you're a third option. You know, you're only gonna get the ball a certain amount of times, so you know it's harder to find your rhythm as a scorer and as a shooter, and just you know playing in general. <clears throat> so uh, he definitely sacrificed the most <clears throat> out of that group uh, to make it to make it work. Um, so 2010, 2011, he finished 58 and 24. Uh, they had the second best record in the East. Um, you know, Braun twenty-six, seven and seven. Uh, Wade 25, 6 and 5, Bosch 18 and 8. Uh, and you know, as I said before about, you know, it, it being hard to completely transform a team in one offseason, this is where this is where the problem with this heat team was. Uh for me. We were relying on old man Bibby and, and Bibby was old. He was done at this point. This was like old chubby Bibby now. And you see pictures of Mike Bibby now, how jacked up he is. You know, like a little bitty ass Van Diesel, man, but I say little bitty, but he actually bigger than Van Diesel, but you know, just still, man. Like uh, but by this point, man, he was he was a little pudgy. So we had Chalmers, uh Mike Miller you know, old ass Big Z, and he was he was more washed than Bibby was, and you know Joel Anthony, and so the role players around the Wade, Bosch and LeBron wasn't quite there, um, but when you have like three, basically three top ten players, man, you can make that shit work, and that's what they did. Um, so the Heat. Um, Obviously, they made the playoffs, uh, and I'm going to fast-forward a little bit, made it all the way to the finals, um, which they should have. Uh, but first, let me backtrack a bit, man, because I actually need to touch on, you know, the, the, the Heat-Celtics uh, second-round series, uh, that playoff. I was going to gloss over it, <laughs> but, you know, I I... I try to keep it 100 with my basketball opinions, man. And, you know, I got f- favorite players like everybody, but I try not to let my biases get in the way of the facts or get in the way of, of the truth. And to me, I always got that like, you know, in my heart of hearts, I felt like if, if Wade didn't injure Rondo, uh, Boston would actually beat them in this particular series, because, you know, you still had Ray Allen, you still had Pierce, and you still had KG, they were still, they were in that prime, but they were still, like, kind of all-star level kind of guys, uh, and they still had, like, stuff left in the tank, and at this point, Rondo was emerging, uh, so I felt like when he, when, when Rondo got hurt and they lost him for the series. That it was game over for the Celtics. But I always felt like that the Celtics would have definitely got them, uh, if not for Rondo's injury. And and you know, fast forwarding a, a year into the Eastern Conference Finals in 2012, uh, you know, it kind of like bears that out in a in a way. Uh, just if Rondo didn't get hurt, that would have been a much more tighter, much more competitive dangerous series for the Heat. Alright, so in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Heat uh, beat the Bulls, the 62 win Bulls led by the MVP Derrick Rose, and you know, this is a, fuck that, this is a perfect time for me to just talk about Derrick Rose and my affection and my love for his game. Man, let me tell y'all, if this motherfucker didn't get hurt, If he didn't get injured, man, there's no way that the Bulls don't have at least two championships with this boy, with this dude, like, leading the way. Uh, I've never seen anybody faster with the ball in his hands than Derrick Rose. Like, Derrick Rose take two dribbles. He basically take two dribbles. He's he's from the three-point line to the rim dunking. Uh, just like that. Like, he, like, crazy speed. Um, and he was a competitor, too, man. He was the kind of guy. He he got up and played his best against the best guards. You know, he was somebody that, you know, motherfuckers did not want to see on that court. Um, you know, no smiles. You know, none of that shit, man. He was a stone-cold killer. He was out there to... To take ankles, to take your soul. Uh, and that was that, that was that Shattown in them. That was that Inglewood in them. And and, you know, Chicago ballers, man. You know, not to say that, you know, ballers from other cities don't got that, but it's just like a different we it's just a different breed of ballers here. It's just, it's just different. Uh so um Rose didn't have. You know, he he had the Bulls had a they were excellent defensively. Offensively, yikes. Uh, so that's how the Heat were able to to, to beat that Bulls team. Um, you know, even with Ray struggling for most of the series, um, you know, Bron was the one constant for the Heat. He was the one consistent guy that was being able to put the ball in the basket. Um, you know, even like, Defending Derrick Rose down the stretch of games, obviously with a lot of help because, you know, the, the Heat loaded up their defense on them because who else do the Bulls got that can score? Lou Dane. Okay, he get you he get you 14, 15, but, okay, you know, okay, you'd rather have Luol Dane. And, and Keith Bogans, you know, these guys shooting right in Derrick fucking Rose. So the Heat, threw, they basically threw the kitchen sink at him man. We were able to v- advance to the NBA Finals where they faced the, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Whew, uh, wow. Man, I, you know, man, how I felt. I remember how I felt, you know, going into the, the, the 2011 Finals as a fan. I'm like, oh, they got this shit in the bag. Like I'm thinking, Heat in five. I'm thinking, Heat and six. Just all right. I was thinking, all right. Okay, Durko win one game. Then maybe Jason Terry or or, or Jason kidd will hit a bunch of threes and and they get another game that way. But you know, that was it. I just saw two games max. Um, man, I was wrong. Ooh, I was way wrong. Um, what I did not foresee is that. Um, LeBron would come up so short he made Carmelo Malone the clutch in this series. Um, I mean, um, the he had, basically, they had three top 10 players. How the fuck do you lose a series when you have three top 10 players on one team versus a team with only one other top 10 players and a bunch of like good role players? The only way that team with the with the three top ten players loses is one of those players just falls, just does nothing. And that's basically what LeBron did. He didn't do shit. I mean, the man, he, he got outplayed by Sean Marin. I mean, Deshaun Stevenson. I mean, Jason Terry. LeBron was basically like, by the, at the start of this series, he was the best player in the series. By the end of the series, he was like the fifth best player in the series. Um, and that was pretty, pretty much the difference, you know. You wait in the series. Wade was twenty six, six and six in the series. Uh, Bosch was giving you nineteen and eight in the series. Uh, so they were getting enough support from those guys. Um, but you just didn't foresee LeBron James coming up so so damn short uh, when it in that in that situation and. And, and, you know, as a fan watching this, man, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking in, my jaw is on the floor, I'm, I'm, what the fuck is this? It's like, like you, I thought it was Carl Malone out there, like, I thought number six had became number 32, and instead of him having a headband, he had a receipt and headline. You might as well have been the same, motherfucker, it's like, I was just so in shock, and it was just inexplicable, like for, you know, uh, an average of three points f- per fourth quarter in the series. It's like, come on, man. It's, uh, that That's a lost championship to me when I look back on that, because I look, even if LeBron is average, if LeBron is average, let's say if LeBron is just like 22, 22 a game you know, 42% shooting, the Heat probably still win that fucking series if he just averaged. But um, he, he, and unfortunately, man, he just had, it it just happened at the worst possible time for him and for the Miami Heat. Um, So that's definitely a lost championship. And everybody has bad games. Let's just get that straight. Everyone has a bad game. Everyone has a bad series. Uh, you look at all the great players. You know, probably with the maybe, you know, you can even you can't even say MJ. MJ has had a bad series. You could say the '95 playoffs was a uh, against Orlando. He had a bad series uh, by his standards, and obviously, you know, he was coming back from baseball. But you know, still, you know, every player has had a bad series. Larry Bird had a bad series. Larry Bird had a terrible '85 Finals. You know, he had a bad series You know, Kevin Durant had a bad series Look at last year versus the Celtics uh, That was a bad series by his standard Shit, Melo has had a bad series Dirk has had a bad series Look at the fucking Warriors uh, Upset in 07 Dirk was shit in that series So it happens uh, It just, unfortunately for LeBron And unfortunately for the fucking Heat in My squad It happened at the wrong time All right, so 2011, 2012 season, this was the lockout short season. So the season was only 66 games. He went 46 and 20, a second best record in the East. Uh, Braun 27, 7 and six. Wade 22, 4, 4, 49 games. He played. Uh, this was kind of when Wade knee issues started becoming much more of a, a thing, unfortunately. And, you know, his way he needs will basically play him pretty much the rest of his career from this point on, like in every single playoff, like afterwards. You know, Bosch 18-7. Uh, you know, Chalmers, Haslam. Uh, but I think the biggest addition uh, to the Heat uh, and I think I, he really actually ended up being a missing piece for this particular season with Shane Battier. Um, <clears throat> Shane Battier, a really good defender. Uh, the type of guy, he's not hes hes not going to do anything out there stupid. You know, he's going to be at the right place at the right time. They may hit a shot over him. They may grab the rebound over him. But you, you better believe it's not because he's not in the right place. Um, just he's somebody that made clutch, timely shots to um, like I said, really good defender, high IQ, good locker room, dude. Um, he was kind of like a, he was like a bootleg Robert Ori uh, for this particular Heat team uh, because Shane Batty ain't nailed down. He he made some big shots like throughout uh, this season, throughout the playoffs. He crushed the Knicks <laughs> in five games in the playoffs, the mellow-led Knicks. And I, I personally love that because even though I'm a mellow fan, I'm i I'm a Mari Stalinov fan, I fucking hate New York. I hate the Knicks. So I loved every fucking moment of it. And I just wish the only the only thing I wish, I wish Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning was out there on the court along with him, like just stomping their ass. Um, so he smoked them in five, moved them chumps out the way. Uh, they beat a feisty pacer team in six games. Uh, and this is when Wade needs issues started to come up again. Um, you know, he had to get it drained a couple of times throughout the playoffs. And, and then particularly in this series, it affected him, uh, early on and, and it, And it affected the team as well, obviously. Uh, So this was a much tighter series than it would have been had Wade been a little bit healthier. But once Wade got his shit together enough, um, it was game over. Wade went off, uh, and the Heat beat beat them in six games. Now, um, going into this Boston series in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, as I talked about. a few minutes ago about that that twenty eleven team, Boston team being better than the twenty eleven Heat team. And I actually think uh, you know, this series, um, you know, and I I you know and and I think this is like the biggest this series was like the 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 defining moment of really LeBron career. Uh because you know, had the Heat lost this damn series and not even made it back to the finals? all oh, the media. Oh, we, including me, I, everybody would have came for this, dude, because of all the hype. Like, all the hype. Oh, we all witnesses, and ooh, this, and the Chosen One, King James, and all that shit, and, and, and in no championship, you can't even get back to the finals, and you got Wade and Bosch with you. It's like, man, he Nobody had ever put LeBron in their top fifteen after that. Nobody. So this was definitely a defining moment uh, for the for the Heat, um, and I think, and it also says a lot about um, just. Man, had Boston... I think Kevin Garnett's knee injury really... I think that that kept the Celtics from being a dynasty. That sees team from being a dynasty because... um, I look at Kevin Garnett, man. He was a freak of nature. Um, But once he had that knee injury, it limited his mobility. And yeah, he was still mobile, but he wasn't nearly as mobile as he was before. And in turn had I think Kevin Garnett been a little healthier, uh, this is a this is a different series because he's much more he's much more capable of doing things. Um, so I'ma just obviously we man we, we know how this shit went man. He was down uh, to Boston three two Braun forty five points game six the 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 greatest game of his career. Uh, the greatest. Um No, you know what? No. Huh. I don't know. You know what? Let me think about that. I don't think that, you know, if I don't think that it's either between this game. Game six versus uh, Boston or it's between game six or seven versus the Spurs at thirteen. Uh, I I would think those are like the three greatest games I've seen, but it's like three greatest games for different reasons, uh, different specific reasons. I think in this game, this was like his greatest offensive game ever. Like like in terms of like just shooting, and ah, uh, he was like Brown wasn't missing shit. The the ball wasn't even touching the rim. Uh so he come back, win the series. And seven. Uh survive Ray John Rondo, man. Ray John Rondo, man, he was he was so fucking good. Uh so good. Uh in this series and had 40 a couple of games in this series and you know, for a non-score like Rondo. And then also too for then to be doing that shit against <clears throat> this particular Miami Heat. You got Braun, you got Wade, you got Bosch out there. And this the Heat were they were pretty good defensively, uh, like legitimately good. Uh, so for Rondo be a, be putting up like what he was be doing, like controlling the game as much as he was controlling it, uh, it just says a lot about how cold he was during this period. Heat make it to the finals, uh, beat OKC. In a a competitive five-game series, Uh, this series could have went a number of ways. Uh, If the refs had called the foul on LeBron uh, at the end of game one, OKC wins that game. I think if if Harden shows up for any of the games and just puts up an average type of performance... You know, this is a, this, this goes from being a five game series to like a six or seven game series where, you know, it was, a little, where it could have been like really, uh, a real pressure pack game seven, uh, on the road for Miami. Uh, but, uh, luckily, <laughs> James Harden was trash. Um, LeBron, uh, was, was outstanding. Um, so was KD as well. I mean, they were basically even, but James Harden not showing up pretty much was the biggest difference in this series. And especially how Harden had assassinated the Spurs in the, in the Western Conference Finals that year. He was the difference in that series. Spurs didn't have shit for him. Um, so, um, but yeah, man. Uh, so another championship in Miami, the 2012 uh, 12 Heat win the chip. Um, my feelings on this particular heat, I'm like, yes, finally, shit, we got another chip, you know, and I was looking at it like this is a chip that they can't take away from us um, because, you know, everybody, like, you know, people was poking, poking so much, you know, people was putting so much uh, focus and so much controversy on the old 06 finals, and, you know, it felt like that title was a little tainted. You know, so um, and even though I know people were going to pick and pick and prod about, oh, oh, if LeBron and Wade didn't team up in their prime. Well, they did. So, fuck you. (laughs) That's how I felt as a fan. And, you know, and it was a constant conflict, too, because I'm an old school basketball fan. I'm a traditional basketball fan. So, you know, I'm. You know, I'm the the thought of players teaming up in their prime was was like fucking ludicrous. You know, that was like it was like spitting on that was like spitting on my shoe or something like that. I, but the fact that it it was my team, you know, my my favorite team that it happened to, um, shit, I had to kind of put my. <laughs> my, you know, it was like an interesting balance, man, because you you feel like you feel as a fan, but fan, you know, you want to support your team, and you want to win a championship, you want to see your team win, but then at the same time, you know, what your team, how your team is built is against, like, how you were, how you were, how, how your basketball values were instilled in you, you know, it's it was just kind of, it was a weird dynamic, so, but you know, nevertheless, man, I'm. You know, I was happy to see that fucking banner go up uh, for the 2012 heat, and and going into 2013, um, I didn't see any reason why they couldn't repeat. Um, and shit, they were actually better uh, than I than I even thought they could be. Uh, 66 and 16, top five oh Andy. Um. This is, uh, this is definitely the greatest uh, team in franchise history, greatest heat team in franchise history. Uh, this is the greatest season of LeBron's career still. Like, this is peak LeBron, like, on both ends, like, offensively, defensively, intangibly, uh, versatility-wise. Um, and he had the perfect coach for him uh, because Coach Bo. Um, to me, nobody got more out of LeBron than Coach Bo uh, For the reasons I gave um, He played LeBron all over the place The one, the five, the three uh, And because Wade was, um, had no ego And he was willing to step back And allow LeBron to take more of the, more of the ball handling more of the playmaking and basically let like LeBron played more of his game uh which is him him handling the ball a lot more um and that was a big difference with this team too, because in twenty twelve, um, and twenty eleven, they were kind of like going back and forth. All right, your turn, your turn. You take it this time. All right, you take it that time. This th- this particular team in thirteen, it was like I said, it was much more LeBron with the ball the Le- as we as we come to know him as the pl- as the primary playmaker, and, and you know Wade's greatness was on full display too, because you know his ability to not only be a one, but then having to, having really just the awareness, the self awareness to be able to just shift his mentality from being a one to a two, and then from being able, from being, being used to having the ball in his hands as a primary guy, to now having to play off the ball a lot more and cut and learning to move about the ball. Um, it was just a testament to his greatness as well. Um, as a basketball player. And also Chris Bosch, man. Chris Bosch um, was not known for his defense in Toronto, but for Miami in Miami, that's exactly what he brought up. His ability to cover in space and be able to to, to to be able to cover the pick and roll and be able to recover back to his man was fucking invaluable to this team. He basically was doing like, you know, like we see Bam out of Bayo do now. That's basically was Chris Bosch role in, in Coach Bowles' defense. And, and Chris Bosh, and it hurt his numbers, too. You know, Chris Bosh, like I said, he's a 24-10 guy. He went from that from being like a, a, a six or seven rebound type of guy. And it definitely it hurt his numbers. But you know what? He fucking made that sacrifice, and he would do it again all over for those two rings. So, um, it, it, and then also too, uh, this team uh, signed Ray Allen from from the rival Celtics. Uh, now, I mean, the the Boston, the Heat, Celtics rivalry, um, it was it was it was heated. It was definitely heated. Um, I didn't view them as much of a threat. I didn't view. Them, I wasn't as. I didn't hate Boston as much as I hated. Let's say New York. I didn't really, I didn't hate Boston uh, because number one, I like Paul Pierce. I fucks with Paul Pierce. I'm a, I'm a big Paul Pierce fan as a play of him as a player of his game. Uh, KG as well. Fucking Ray Allen. So even though we were playing them guys, I wanted us to fucking kill them. Um, you know, outside of that, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any like ill will toward those guys. Even though. Uh, those guys, uh, particularly Pierce, Braun, and KG, and, you know, Wade. Even though there were definitely some some, some feelings as well there. But Ray Allen was a key addition, man. Obviously, man. You know, this fucking Jesus shed man. And even though he was old by this point, the man could still get out of his bed and shoot threes with his eyes closed. And make half of them, so... I was all for, it. and then also too, this team got Birdman at the trade deadline. Uh, well, he was a—they um, signed him. He was a casualty at the deadline, so uh, Birdman was key because I think without Birdman, I don't think the, the Heat might not make, might not win the championship. Uh, Birdman was a big difference in in a few of those games. I think particularly the Pacers series. Uh, speaking of the Pacers series. Uh, the Heat would survive a, a very good Pacer team, led by young PG. And and young PG was a little different than, than the PG we see now. Um, but yeah, uh, Pacers, man, the Indy always gave the fucking Heat problems, just like the Knicks gave the Bulls problems Always, because of the styles, you know, Heat was more of a finesse type of team. We, the Heat, wanted to play small. You know, the ideal lineup was basically like Braun at the four, Body at the five. Let's say Allen at the two. Then you got Wade in there, and Trauma. So the Heat wanted to play more small than anything. Problem is, you can't you can't play small against Indiana because of their size. I mean, Roy Hibble was like eight two. Uh, you know, David David West was like six nine, about two sixty, but he was like jailhouse swole. Like he had been in that motherfucker lifting weights for about thirty years. I think he killed about four people. Uh, and you know, PG was also. I mean, he ain't no little dude either, man. He was put together too. So uh, Lance Stevenson was also another my dude that was put together like six four, six five, but like two thirty, stocky. So. Uh, and they used their physicality and their size against against the Heat. That's why they were always a tough matchup. And I always hated when they fucking played the Pacers. But uh, survived the Pacers in seven, uh, advanced to the NBA Finals to face the Spurs. Um, now I, cover, I actually covered Game Six on on the previous podcast episode uh, before. So if y'all didn't, man, check that out. Uh, Cause I, I went, i went way more in depth than what I'm gonna do now about this series. Um, basically, uh, this series for for me as a fan, this series going into it, it worried me because I was worried about the Spurs. Uh, number one, I was worried about their execution and how well they and how well they can. And and then I was also worried about the Heat style of defense against them. Because the Heat was more of a scrambling style of defense, they were aggressive, trying to force turnovers, shit like that. Uh, but and then when you play against a disciplined team, let's say like San Antonio, you know that's that's that that can be a little that can be risky because you can get burnt uh, because they can now execute you. So I was a little, I was nervous about that, and then I was also nervous about you know them having Duncan. Uh, even though this was like past his prime Duncan, I mean this the heat were soft inside. So I felt like if if Duncan was to have a flashback for two games, the heat would be in deep shit. So um but basically um he won the first game. Uh Spurs tied it up. Uh, and then from here, man, um, Wade, uh, he fell behind, actually, 2-1, uh, was in danger of going behind 3-1 uh, when, man, when D-Wade had, like, a flashback, and D-Wade was still battling his knee issues and shit, but, man, he had one of those performances where he turned back the clock uh, in game four and really, and and I think really saved saved that series. Uh, and then, cause, cause it was key because, you know, LeBron was pissing me off, uh, and he was pissing me off because he had, he had on him, yes, s- s- some of the time, but most of the time, he was being guarded by Boris D. L. Boris fucking D. L. And and LeBron was just he was so hesitant to shoot. Uh, at times. And even, I mean, with like, Boris Diaz, I was giving them like, a free throw line jump shot, and LeBron would just be hesitant to shoot. And LeBron wasn't the only one too, And, you know, they were playing Wade the same way. So, they were daring those guys to make him shoot jump shots. Uh, but I just felt like LeBron in particular is like, because he's a better shooter than Wade. Like, motherfucker, shoot the jump shot. And because of that, I was like, games three through five, uh, he was... LeBron was shaky. Uh, only shot about... Only shot 37% uh, from the field during that stretch. Uh, but luckily, this motherfucker got his shit together uh, in game six. The fourth quarter of game six. He waited to the fourth quarter. Uh, and y'all know how the story go. Um, you know, Allen hit the hit the game time three. Um he went in overtime, but I don't think LeBron gets enough credit for uh, his performance in the fourth quarter and in that overtime. Man had 16 points in the fourth quarter um, and basically was damn near a one-man offense. Uh, it really dragged the Heat back into the position to where Ray Allen's shot mattered. So we got to get him. So I'm going to criticize him, and there's going to be some more criticism <laughs> coming. I'm going to criticize him. I also got to give him credit for when he do good. Um, like I said, he win overtime. Y'all know the story. LeBron, 37 the game, seven. Um, and to me, you know, as I said like a few minutes ago, to me, I think he, this might be his greatest game because it's a game seven. It was pressure. Pressure for him. To, it was pressure. They had to win this chip. Um you know, imagine if the, the Heat won a championship and then they lost it, and let's say and they lost it, um, you know, shit. The the criticism was definitely oh he only oh he supposed to be great oh he's supposed to be the king but he only win one chip and you know so um I, the Heat had to win he had to win this this shit. And luckily, his jump shot showed up uh, because he was able to knock down outside shots. He was knocked down a few threes uh, and with confidence was stepping into shots. So uh, that's how the Heat were able to survive the Spurs. Um, and that's how I would describe it, man. And, and as a fan, I think this is probably like the series where I had like, it was just kind of like, the most anxiety as a fan because you know as i described you know i looked at the spurs team and how they played they were they were to me i don't I, I get them as kind of like a bad matchup for us uh because of how well they executed like i said and i got into their defense but you know and then also you have duncan and and then you know you have parker so and then you know Kawhi was coming on so uh, I look at that, like, man, we survived this team. Whew. Um, you know, there was so many, you know, we got, the, he got blown out tw- three times in that series and could have got blown out two other games in the series. You know, um, even game, even at game seven, um, you know, the Spurs had like an eight-point eight lead and were actually going on a run, like, like in the third, and Shane Battier hits like a a three in the corner, and it just it just ignited ignited everything. He got back into the game, and obviously, um, we're able to win. Uh, so, but yeah, I just get that like, man, we survived they ass, and who, man, we will take this championship proudly because it, to beat to beat that Spurs team it was to me I thought for that for heat team it was a hell of an accomplishment man All right so 20 2013 14 Heat. all right 58 24 um, so to me this heat team was on fumes um, it was very much like the heat team of uh, the year before but he pretty much the same cast of characters. Um, I think the difference is they were exhausted, man. I and mean, way, way was way was banged up with his knee as well. Um, and they ran into a buzzsaw saw uh, in the twenty fourteen Spurs. Uh, basically, you know, shot an NBA record uh, from the field for a series like in the finals, fifty five percent. Uh, it felt like they didn't miss a shot uh, as a fan. And, you know, it's tough, man. You know, outside, I, the Heat won game, too. And it took a it took a, a, a great, a outstanding game from LeBron to even do that. Um, but um, it's tough to see your team get dismantled, man, the way the Spurs dismantled us. I mean, the shit wasn't even close. Y'all remember this shit, man. It wasn't that long ago. Like, they, the Spurs annihilated the Heat. I mean, they took them apart. Is no matter what the Heat did, the Spurs had an answer for it. it. You know, it felt like every person that got left open on the Spurs made the shot. Uh, you know, whoever, everybody that was in the game just played great. Uh, it was, oh man, it was, it was an epic ass whooping. Uh, and as a fan, um, I knew change, I knew at that point, changes changes had to happen because, you know, number one, LeBron was was pending free agency, and and obviously there were you know there was rumors about him going to Cleveland. So, you know, as a fan, I was hoping that shit, man, no, you stay here. I was hoping that he stayed here, but then at the same time, I understood at this point, you know, if if LeBron may be looking at his like. You know, we've done all we can here. Um, you know, you know, Wade's knees, are, Wade's knees are a problem. I can't count on him to always be there. And now I'm stuck. You know, now I'm carrying, like, most of the load. You know, why am I going to do that? Why don't I just go here back to Cleveland where I can, like, actually maneuver and make moves like how I want to make moves uh, because Pat Riley wasn't going to let LeBron call shots over rosters and shit like that. He wasn't going to let that happen. Um, so, LeBron probably was thinking like, man, I might as well go back home and shit, man. I get Kyrie over there. Cold-ass guard. So, why not? So, I understood that as a fan. I was hoping that he stay, but, you know, I understood. Like, well, shit. You know, this motherfucker probably going to go, so... And and then the the bitter and then like the fan the heat fan in me kicked in and I was like well you know fuck him if, if that motherfucker wanna go if that motherfucker wanna go let him go let him go back to Cleveland let him go we good we good we still got Wade we still got Bosh we good so yeah that 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 anger kind of kicks in man and you know and you know like I said I understood what. I understood probably what what Brown was thinking or may have been feeling. And I can see that side of it, why you would leave. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a Heat fan first and foremost over over a player. So I'm a fan of the team. So LeBron wanted to go, take your ass back to Cleveland. Jump. But we appreciate these two rings, though. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Welcome back, y'all. All right, so Bron, you know, left South Beach, you know, took his ball, took his headband back to Cleveland. Uh, so getting into the 2014-2015 heat. Um this Heat team did not make the playoffs. Uh, 37 and 45 to be exact. Uh <clears throat> still a top five defense. Uh, but you know, back to being one of the worst offenses in basketball. As the Heat have been pretty much, you know, for most of their franchise history, just, you know, bad offensive play. And, <clears throat> you know, rightfully so. You missing 27, 7-7, seven and, seven and just an athletic freak and a, and a guy that creates mismatches in LeBron. Um, <clears throat> and then also, too, the style of basketball that he plays. You know, he was a ball-dominant player. Um, so now you take that out. Now guys have to adjust to getting more possessions. Um, they have to adjust to being game plan more. And, and obviously, things are going to come a lot harder without You know, somebody like LeBron, who's such a presence that he demands a double team pretty much, pretty much at all times. Or at least the defense to know exactly where he is. Uh, So, um, you know, that more than anything. And also, too, Chris Bosh missed 40, you know, he missed 40, he only played 44 games this particular season. Um, You know, Wade actually was relatively uh, healthy. Uh, but when, but when Bosh was out there, him and Wade was both giving giving the Heat 21 a game. Bosh seven boards, uh, Wade about three boards, four assists a game. Uh, he had got Lou Dane that summer, and you know although this wasn't the Bulls Lou Dane, you know he was still a solid player. You know he was still you know competing on both ends, and uh, also too that he had got he had found. A gem and Hassan Whiteside, uh, who gave him like defense. Uh he was one of the best shot blockers in the league at that point. Uh he just kinda came out of nowhere, uh, gave the heat an inside presence. Uh but yeah man, you know, um overall this heat this team probably would have been right back in the finals uh had LeBron stayed. Uh but as I said before, you know, I I get why LeBron felt like he needed to leave and, and everything. And, and as a Heat fan, I don't have any hard feelings because, you know, even though he said not 1, not 2, not 3, not 10, not 14, you know, he still gave the team two. He still led, led the Heat to two chips. So I can't be mad at that as a fan. These are two championships, and, and championships, I love them. So... <clears throat> Uh, now, going into the 16-17, the excuse me, the 15-16 season, all right, he went 48 games back in the playoffs, baby. Uh, Chris Bosch, 19-7. <clears throat> Wade, <clears throat> 19 as well, 4-4. Iso Joe is a heat now. Um, <laughs> Iso Joe, Joe Johnson, if, you know, for some that don't know, um, <clears throat> this was not Iso Joe Atlanta, but he was still a he was still a good offensive player. Uh, Lou Aldane, twelve points. Hassan Whiteside, fourteen and eleven. Um, <clears throat> I think this was a damn good supporting cast, uh, and you know had you know the Heat, you know just had one superstar. You know, this is a that that actually is a championship caliber roster, um, but um, <clears throat> I thought <clears throat> this team was so fun to watch uh, because because even though the I always I thought the parts didn't necessarily fit, but when when they were on the court, the parts fit fitted well, and <clears throat> especially like the he getting back into the playoffs, I think was an important thing to to. To, to get back there so soon, you know, after LeBron left, because, you know, <clears throat> you know, fans saw how bad Cleveland was once LeBron left. I mean, Cleveland fucking dropped off the face of the fucking earth. You know, they went from being like a 60-win team to like a 12-win team. Uh, so I was pleasant. I was happy to see that. and And although I didn't expect it, as a Heat fan, because I felt like there was still too much talent on our roster t- for them ever to be that bad, uh, for the Heat to be back in the playoffs like a year after losing Brown, I thought was <clears throat> was ahead of schedule uh, because you know they were trying to rebuild this thing uh, on the fly while still remaining very competitive. This is also, uh, this is one of my favorite D-Wade seasons, uh, and particularly what he did in the playoffs. Um, D-Wade had kind of, you know, he had become a master at really just take picking his spots. All right, I'm see how this game flow. Okay, all right, I need to shoot here. All right, we down. All right, the other team making a run. So, you know, he'll reel off a quick, you know, four or six points here. Four or six points here, but then he would close out the games, uh, and he really like at this point he had like kind of developed into just like such a great close, one of the best closers there's been there's that's been, that's been. Uh, and you know in the playoffs he closed out the Hornets in crunch time, um, and then against the Raptors, a young Raptors team led by DeRozan and 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 a younger Kyle Lowry. Uh, A good team, a good Toronto team. Uh, You know, I thought Wade had an outstanding series. Really had like some turn, a couple of turn back the clock type of games, particularly game five and game six of that series. Um, So, although the Heat fell short in seven, uh, as a fan, man, I felt, you know, I felt good because this team definitely – uh, play hard, and I thought they definitely exceeded expectations. And, and also, too, um, you know, they lost Chris Bosh uh, due to the he- heart ailment uh, They ultimately forced him ret- to retire. Uh, they lost him, like, mid-season, I believe. Um, so, you know, losing Chris Bosh for the Heat to push a young Raptor team to seven games, uh, I thought it was an accomplishment. I thought it was an outstanding season, uh, but um, you know, my positive feelings on the season will be short-lived because Dwayne Wade would leave to go to Chicago, and you know, although this was this wasn't the same D Wade from you know 2010 that was, you know, that 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 was eyeing the possibility of going back home to Chicago, but still, you know, this. You know, even though he wasn't that guy anymore, you know, this is still like a a, a close to an all star caliber level player. And also too, man, what he meant to the franchise, man. Still, I mean, the greatest player in the history of the franchise and and man got his own street named after him and and, you know, really like took the franchise to new heights, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, for for the Heat not to be able to figure this out, not to be able to, you know, to kind of meet Wade in the middle. Um, it's, it's just, as a fan, it was very disappointing uh, to see D-Wade leave Miami and put on a different jersey. Uh, you know, there's something that you don't necessarily see in basketball, uh, where, like, the ownership like, just literally has, like, a hard stand. Like, no, we're not giving you – we're not going to give in. or We don't care if you go somewhere else. You know, that's something that you normally see in football. You know, we see it all the of times. Like, players changing teams, you know. I mean, players that's been there, you know, for, 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 for years, that's established, you know, some sort of track record of, of goodness or greatness. Um, obviously, the greatest example of that is Brady, but also, to Montana, uh, from the Niners to the Chiefs, uh, Peyton Manning from the Colts to the Broncos, and so on and so on. But, you know, you normally do not see that in basketball, uh, but that's what happened, man. it, it, it got, uh, there was some bitter feelings and, you know, away it goes to Chicago and the Heat go back to missing the playoffs, uh, 41 and 41 in the 16, 17 season. Um, he they got uh Goran Dragic, uh, 20 and 6. Uh Son Whiteside was a seventeen, fourteen guy. Um, he had also picked up Um Deion Waiters who, who 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 never saw a shot that he didn't think that he could make. Um, just the ultimate. He's not even a heat check guy. He's a irrational confidence guy. Somebody that you you, you see you see him in pickup ball more than anything. Like the rational confidence guy. He normally, like I know back in the day when I used to really play pickup a lot. Uh the irrational confidence guy would normally have like a fucking he would normally be somebody in a basketball jersey. The shorts to match. Uh shoes, headband. Especially back then, because, you know, AI was AI was hot, so you would see a lot. I will see a lot of AI jerseys on, on the court. Uh, but, yeah, man, you know, motherfucker, people, average skill dudes, garbage dudes out there thinking that they actually, like, that dude actually going out there thinking that they actually Kobe or Jordan and shit, man. Jacking up every damn shot and not even close to making it. Shooting, basically shooting your team out the game. Now, they do get have that one or two game where they get hot and they make everything. But overall, you know, it's more bad than good. And that's pretty much what Deion Waiters is. Irrational confidence guy. Uh, so he gave the Heat 15 points a game that season. Tyler Johnson, 13 points a game. Uh, James Jones, Josh Richardson, you know, uh, Solid players, but bottom line is, man, this was an average ass Heat team. Uh, and 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 an increasingly improving Eastern Conference. Uh, this wasn't the East, this wasn't quite the East that you know the, that 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 the Heat was beating up on. You know, when, when we were going going to the finals and everything with Brian and Wade and Bosch, uh, this wasn't that bad. Uh, but this this East was definitely improving by this point. Uh, Giannis was improving. Uh, the Sixers was improving with B. so the East was definitely getting better. Um, so, averaging at this in this roster, this 17 Heat roster probably would have been like a 48 win team back in like the maybe like the 2012, 2013. But nah, not not in this Eastern Conference. So. Uh, average ain't going to get it done Now 17-18 He made it back to the playoffs Back in the playoffs baby Top 5 D again uh, Oh so so um, Same cast of characters again From before uh, but Differences like rookie Bam out of bottle um, dragger 17-5 Whiteside 14-11 Deion Wade is about 15 a game again. Ty Johnson, about the same. Um, like I said, this was a av- once again a very average team. Um, they were able to close out a couple of games uh, throughout the season. Uh, and that was pretty much the difference. Um, that's how they were able to make the playoffs. Uh, they were able to close out some games a little better. And that comes with experience, and it comes with playing together. Uh, man this was the same group from the year before in 17 uh, like I said average team um, I, you know as a fan man I was I, I looked at this period this heat team in this period and I just said damn if we had a damn star we'd be right back in the fucking finals <laughs> um, so um he made the playoffs this season. Uh, lost to Philly in five games, and I, and I don't think there is any shame in that. And I actually think this is this was one of this was one of Coach Spoel's better coaching jobs, um, one of one of many. Um, because you know, for this team to make the playoffs, and you know, to win a game against Philly, uh, and you know, a very good Philly team. Um, they this heat team exceeded expectations so um you know to 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 get back to the playoffs is a good thing um but (laughs) it's a bad thing when you miss the playoffs and that's exactly what happened the following year in 19 uh he went 39 games uh lose 43 once again top 5d bad on all um just not enough talent, man. Like I mean, Josh Richardson, Wade came back from Chicago. Um, Deion Waiters, 12 a game. You know, Whiteside, 12-11. Grogage, about 13 a game. Wade was 15-4-4. Four four. You know, Josh Richardson was a leading scorer with 16 points a game. Man, it's just not enough talent, man. That ain't going to get it done. And especially, as I said before, in this Eastern Conference because – the Eastern Conference in 17, when the Heat missed the playoffs, uh, was uh, even better. Um, is is actually better in 19 than it was in 17. So, I, 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 I say that because, you know, the fact that, you know, these the Heat putting out these average teams is not going to get it done. And as a fan, I'm looking at it exactly as I say it, like, this ain't going to get it done, man. Like, we, we need to do something, you know. Um, and as a fan, as a Heat fan, I got, I, admit I got spoiled a little bit, you know. I'm like, all right, go going to championship, championship, okay. Well, at least we got D-Wade. we going to be in the thick of things. We got this great, exciting player. And, no, nah, it was like none of that at this point, you know. There was, like, no, you know, star on the horizon that we could see with binoculars, none of that. You know, this is just kind of what it was. And, you know, and it, it was it, and for me as a fan, it was like, shit, I, I guess we back to back to where we what it was. I, I mean, it's like as a fan, it's like it's frustrating. You want your team to win championships. But at the same time, you have to be patient as a fan, too, because, you know, I just, this is kind of like a rebuilding situation. Um, so yeah, he missed the playoffs in '19. As I said, only won for 39 games. This would be Dwayne Wade's last season, and um, you know he went out. With, he went out with a bang. His, his final game, hit a game winner, had an amazing game, 30 uh, some points or something. But um, you know the retirement of D Wade, man. And, you know the you know the franchise greatest player, man. the got it. Really took the franchise from kind of being being like a, a stable, good franchise to being like you know one of the better franchises, you know, in 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 sports, and you know he's a big reason for that. Uh, as well as Rouse and Rez the front office and Coach and, you know, all the players that the he have had throughout the year. But Dwayne, du- Wade in particular, man, you know, he is the he is the MJ of the Heat franchise. Like, you know, he's the most important player that's ever put on the jersey, man. Like, all of those banners, those championship banners up there, all of them are a direct result of Dwayne Wade. You know, Dwayne Wade don't play for the Heat. Who knows? He might not have, might not have gone to a damn final. Uh, so you know the the retirement of D Wade, and then also to what he meant to the community, and you know, men in the locker rooms. Uh, you know, just a veteran presence, man. Somebody that's that that's about work. That's about sacrifice. Um, that's what the that, that that's that's. that's you know, his 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 intangibles, that, that work, that, that work ethic, that sacrifice, you know, that toughness, um, those are like my favorite uh, things about D Wade. Um, and you know, and I still miss him, miss watching him ball for the heat. Uh, but uh getting into this nineteen uh nineteen twenty uh, heat season, the the pandemic season, he Win 44 games. Uh, they get 5th seed in the East uh, after uh, the break and everything. Man, excuse me, y'all. I had to sneeze. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. This was the pandemic season. Uh, the, a big difference in the season. He got a star now. Uh, he get Jimmy Butler. He. Um, and Butler getting day-to-heat 19, 6-6. Six six. Um, by this point, Bam out of Bayou had become, like, a, a good starter. He had become a good player, an important player for this team, uh, especially defensively, man. Um, Bam was 15-10. and Grogish was 16-5. Rookie Tyler Hero, 13-4. Uh, uh, Duncan Robinson, um thirteen and four as well. Um Kendrick now fifteen chowder. So I actually um this is one of my more favorite supporting casts that the Heat have had. Um I think in terms of like just the versatility, uh you got shooting in there, you got a little bit of defense in there, um you got a little bit of guys that can score inside too as well. So I was like, so I really liked the, the roster that, that they put together. Um, and, you know, obviously with the pandemic season, uh, with the break that came, um, even still, I, I thought the Heat were, I thought this Heat team was was going to be on track to being like a kind of like a close to a 50 win team. Uh the talent was there, uh, the defense was there, but I thought uh, offensively, uh, the way the Heat were moving the ball and with the shooting that the Heat had, they were going to be an outstanding team. Anyway, would they have made the finals? I don't know. Uh, you know, through uh, you know, had the season not, you know, had had the, had it been a regular type of season and you know not with the break from the pandemic, yeah, I think so because. You know, when you, everybody played in the same conditions, So, um, I know people want to use an asterisk with the bubble and everything. Uh, but I don't because if everybody was playing under the same conditions. Uh, I think when you start trying to put asterisks and trying to take away championships, that, that opens up a whole nother thing because, you know, you can poke holes in a lot of, Teams and a lot of players that, that won championships, uh, where balls have bounced their way, and if it hadn't bounced their way, they might have lost. Uh, so, I don't, I but I don't get into that, man. Like, you know, you won, you won. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't get into like that. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe in taking championships away. Now, if you want to, like, argue well. You know, if this team or if this player had like a harder role to the championship, then there's a, then another player or team. Now, I think that's a little different. Uh, but because you're not taking it away, you kind of like comparing it. you you're like uh, ranking it. Like, but taking it away, that's some other. That's some whole other shit. I think taking or trying to take away is like some hater shit. <clears throat> I mean, you, you can't take it away. All right, uh, so Heat getting to the playoffs uh, after after the the, re, the season restarted from the pandemic. Uh, Heat beat the Pacers in the first round. The, the the whole TJ Warren Jimmy Butler beef thing, whatever. Heat uh, <clears throat> he beat Giannis and the Bucks, and you know this by this point. See this. Giannis didn't have a good enough supporting cast around him. But then also too, this was before Giannis had kind of developed his game. And you could actually build a wall around the rim and stop him from getting the rim to, to the rim in the playoffs enough to 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 beat the bus. Now that shit don't work against Giannis because he developed enough of his skills to 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 beat that. Uh but that's pretty much how the how the heat beat him. That's also how the Raptors beat him the year before. Um You know Butler had 40, 40 in game one to set the tone for that whole series. Grogger's 28 in game two of this buck series. Um like I said he just had a better supporting cast, man. And the supporting cast showed up. And they were able to wall off Giannis enough to slow him down enough to win. Um, he beat Boston in six games in the East Finals. Um, the C's weren't quite this the C's weren't quite ready yet. Uh, this was actually, yeah, they weren't quite ready yet. So um, he get to the finals, uh, lose to the Lakers in six games uh, in a good series. Um, and, you know, the bubble series. And, uh, you know, obviously, man, I'm disappointed that the Heat lost uh, to the Lakers, and particularly to lost to LeBron. Um, but overall, man, as a fan, I didn't expect the motherfuckers to get that far. So, you know, although I was disappointed... I think it's also important, too, to be able to step back and just just with anything in life to be able to just step back and be able to look at it for what it is. Um, You know, we didn't have great expectations going into the year, but by the end of the year, they ended up losing in the the final. So um, they exceeded expectations. And as a fan, I'm proud of them, man. Yeah, yeah, I was not happy to see LeBron fucking celebrating, you know, because you know he beat he beat my team, and at the end of the day, I'm a Heat fan first. You know, I'm always gonna be a Heat fan. You know, so that's it. So I'm gonna wrap it up, man. That's it for the history of the Heat. I'm gonna wrap it up, man, from '88 to 2020. So that's it y'all that's it for the history of the heat i appreciate you know everybody out there that that actually was you know patient enough to listen to it and everything and you know any feedback out there man holler at me um but y'all have a wonderful weekend peace